Christianity, following Jesus, is hard. The teachings of Jesus are hard. You know, in Matthew 10, it says, If you love your father or mother more than me, you are not worthy. If you love your children more than me, you are not worthy. Take up your cross and follow me. And in this story, we see something acted out. Now, in my, in my prayers preparing for this sermon, I promise you all, I tried to do like three other scriptures. I tried so hard to bring a different message, and he just kept saying, not that one, not that one. It's like, but, but the lectionary was hospitality. We do that really well. I could just say, yay us, and then we could go home, everybody feeling great. Oh, but the Lord does not work that way, does he? Lord, hear our prayers. But what I did discover in the study of this passage is this is a figure of speech called type. And a type is kind of a foreshadowing of things to come. And there is a, a lot that Isaac has in common with Jesus Christ. And as we look through the story and said, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. Take your son, your only son, whom you love. Does that sound familiar? Your only son, who you love. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt sacrifice on one of the mountains that I will show you. What I discovered, which is really cool. So we're in chapter 22 of Genesis. There have been 21 chapters before this. This is the first mention of love in our Bible. And it's the love of the Father for the Son. I thought that was pretty interesting. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and set out and went to the place in the distance where God had shown him. Now Paul says, as soon as God said, I need you to sacrifice your son Isaac, to Abraham, Isaac was dead. God told me to do something. I'm going to do it. He's as good as dead. That's it. So they go off on this journey, and it was a three-day journey. So he's been dead in Abraham's mind for three days. Familiar. And then Abraham said to his, his young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. Another cool thing. This is the first mention of worship in our Bible. And if we look at this, there's two things that worship can mean here. Worship can mean sacrifice, because that's what he's going to do on the mountain. He's going to make a sacrifice to the Lord. But worship can also mean obedience and faith. Because Abraham knew God's promise to him was that he was going to be the father of nations through Isaac. So if that's God's promise, and then God says, I need you to sacrifice Isaac, Abraham can only imagine, well, okay, he's going to raise him from the dead. That's the faith of Abraham right there. So they go off, and he says to his young men, stay here with the donkey. We will be back after we go do this thing. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. So Isaac is carrying the wood of the offering. Jesus carried the cross. 
then he says, you know, Isaac says, hey, uh, we got wood, we got fire, we're missing something here. And Abraham says, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering. And the two of them walked on together. Now this, the two of them walked on together, and in the Hebrew, it's, it's the two of them walked on in agreement. So like Isaac understands what's happening and goes, okay. He accepts his eventual death again, like Jesus. And when they came to a place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar and he laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on, on the altar on top of the wood. Isaac on the wood, Jesus on the cross. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. Now in this type, in this figure of speech, we see Abraham as representing God the Father. And we see Isaac representing Jesus Christ. And when we look at this, you have to think that Abraham, although he had faith his son would be resurrected, he's got to be heartbroken that this has got to happen. He's got to slay his own son, the one whom he loves, and offer him up to God. I want to talk about sacrifice. There are big sacrifices, there are small sacrifices, and then in Jesus we have the ultimate sacrifice. All of us made a sacrifice this morning to come here to worship. There's a lot of other things you could be doing on the 4th of July preceding weekend. You could be in bed. You could be eating ice cream. You could be doing a lot of other things that aren't being here. And that's a small sacrifice that you offer up to the Lord. And that's how worship, one of the ways worship can be sacrifice. But there's big sacrifices too, where you sacrifice yourself to raise children. You give up on maybe your hopes and dreams that you had before you had kids. And then you have these wonderful little human beings that oh, pfft, this is it. This is my love. This is my life. Yeah, you. And then there's the biggest sacrifice. And you sacrifice, the biggest sacrifice we can make is when we sacrifice ourselves for the Lord and for the kingdom of God. And that's what we do when we worship. When we come and we sing songs, we're not singing, I am the greatest. We're not singing about ourselves. We're singing about God. And by doing that, we're putting him above us. And we're sacrificing our ego. We're sacrificing our delusion of perfection. And we're saying, you know what? You are the highest good. I am not. And that is a form of sacrifice. He said, when Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son, the angel of the Lord in heaven said, Abraham, Abraham. He had to tell him twice. Always have to tell us twice. He said, Here I am. Do not lay your hand on the boy or any, do anything to him, for I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, the Lord will provide. The Lord has provided. The Lord is providing right now. And in this, we see a prelude to the death and resurrection of Christ. Because Abraham 
got his hand stayed by an angel. He didn't have to go through with it. But God, when he sent his son, some believe he sent his son to die. Some believe he sent his son to teach and to be followed. But either way, his son was crucified on a cross for our sins. He took on the sins of the world to redeem all of us. Amen is right. And here in a minute, we're going to partake in Holy Communion, which is a symbol, which is a sacrament for the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and for all. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected from the dead. 2,000 years before that is the story of Abraham and Isaac and the sacrifice that wouldn't be. So when we take communion together, we take it with the communion of saints. It's a concept we take communion with everybody who's ever taken communion. All the people around the world right now in church that are taking communion, we partake with them. We partake with all of the early Christians that came before us. Because God is outside of time. And God will provide. Another translation of Jehovah Jireh is, it will be seen. Another interesting thing about the story of Abraham and Isaac, this takes place on Mount Moriah, which is also where Jesus was crucified. Same place. 2,000 years later. Now that's 7,000 miles away from us. 2,000 years ago and 4,000 years ago. But when we take communion, we are all joined together to celebrate our partaking, our gift from God. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, when you partake of this, you are to proclaim his death until he comes again. And by partaking in the sacrament of Holy Communion, we are proclaiming his death. Proclaim is to preach, to shout from the rooftops, to live it out in your life. As Heidi said last Sunday, let your light shine so others may see the glory of God because we have been redeemed by this act. Your sins have been paid for. You are free to live and to build the kingdom of God here on earth. That's pretty cool because we don't have to go to the temple and make sacrifices. Amen? Amen. Amen. Who wants to do that? Not me. But we do have to sacrifice ourselves. And part of Holy Communion is we offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice to build the kingdom of Jesus right here. And one more cool thing about communion. In 1969, we landed on the moon. That's pretty cool. First people to like walk on the moon. The lunar module lands on the moon and they have about an hour before they broadcast it you know, to everybody in the nation. And in that hour, Buzz Aldrin sits in the lunar module on the face of the moon and he opens up something he brought from his home church that had been blessed by his pastor there. It's a cup of wine and bread. And one of the first things humans did on the moon is take communion. Now the moon according to Google, is about 200,000 miles away. Seems like a lot. 
but 200,000 miles away in space, we are now taking communion with Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin. Neil just watched. Come on, Neil. <clears throat> the communion of saints. We do this together. And we also take communion with Abraham. Because before chapter 22, way back in chapter 14, Abraham's coming back from a battle and he meets a mysterious figure in the Bible, Melchizedek. Y'all know Melky? That's what I call him because Melchizedek is hard to say. Melky. Well, his name means king of righteousness and he's a king and a high priest of a place called Salem. Salem later, later becomes Jerusalem. So he's the king, he's the high priest of righteousness and peace. That sounds familiar too. And Melchizedek comes out to Abraham and blesses him and brings him bread and wine. And there they share in communion. And in response, Abraham gives him a tenth of everything he had. Now, at this point, Abraham's got a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Probably the richest dude on the planet. And he gives him a tenth as an offering, as a sacrifice, as a thanksgiving of being blessed by Melchizedek. So we not only take Holy Communion with Buzz Aldrin, with Abraham, with all of the people in the churches around the world, we take it together. But we partake in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Redeemer, Emmanuel, rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus Messiah, Lord of all, because we have been bought. Our sins are washed away. And in order to recognize that and to remember that, we partake in holy communion together. And we proclaim his death. We live our lives as freed, redeemed children of God much loved children of God. Christianity is hard. Jesus literally says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Okay. But he tells you how. By loving God and loving your neighbor. By taking up your cross and following him. And by taking up our cross, it doesn't mean literally to us right now. It means bearing the burdens of others in your life. And when we do that, we build the kingdom. And we are able to do that because of the sacrifice made 2,000 years ago on a hill that bought and paid for our souls and our lives. And we join together in partaking of that beautiful sacrifice across time, across space, because we are seen by God and loved by God. And God will provide, has provided, and is providing. So today when we take Holy Communion, we're going to go through the liturgy. We're going to confess, which is always a good thing. Confess your sins to the Lord. And we're going to offer ourselves up as a living sacrifice 
so that we may build the kingdom here on earth.